Amen. Eighth chapter of Luke. And Ron told me there he'd sent me a message a week ago that he wasn't going to be able to come, and I still hadn't got the message. He said he left the message on the phone, but uh, it's on cell phone, so I still hadn't got that. Uh, so we don't always get the message, that's for sure. I feel assured this is what God's laid on my heart, and everybody's heard the Scripture time and time and time again. Time and time again. Uh, I preached over the prison Friday. Had five inmates. We used to have a hundred. There's roughly a thousand inmates, nine hundred to a thousand. And it's been one change. It's been one thing right after another. Uh, uh, in Butch's service there, they were, I think they were like 20 and theirs roughly. Uh, but the officer at the door, I was standing there. I walked back there the hallway. I actually stepped out in the yard and waved at some that used to be in service. But she turned them away. And one said, I said, I've been here since 2013 and been coming to every service. What's wrong? She said, you ain't down. You ain't down. So the rules and regulation is turning people away. The prison service uh, in a lot of the prisons is one of the highlights. You know, uh, church used to be a highlight uh, when, when it was old dirt roads and nowhere to go and we could gather on Sunday and some of us boys would go just because there's people there. But you know, that all of that's gone away. Definitely the home prayer meetings and cottage prayer meetings have gone away. We used to have them. Stayed, I stayed at 3 o'clock in the morning. I've come in here at 3 o'clock in the morning. Me and Janet cleaned the church on Sunday morning. Amen. Where we laid out all night and still got to church the next day. Amen. Or that same day. God took care of us. The Lord blessed us. Luke chapter 8. And about the fourth verse. John 14 says, and this is our message, but it said, Let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. And he said, in my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. And he said, I go away to prepare a place for you, that where I am, they can be also. What I want to preach on is in my Father's house. Peter there in the 13th chapter, in the last part of the 13th chapter, Peter was saying, Lord, if you go away, he said, I would die for you. I, I want to go. I want to go with you wherever you go. And, and the Lord told Peter, he said, you can't go now, but you can come hereafter. You can't go with me right now. It's all in John 14 and this part 13. But he said, you can come hereafter. And Jesus looked at Peter and he said, and Butch has been teaching on it for several weeks. He looked at Peter and he said, before the cock crow thrice, you will deny me. You will deny me thrice. And when Peter really realized that this thing was happening, 
Amen. It's when the cock crowed the third time. So if we're not very careful, we're not getting the message. We're not getting the message. The Lord is coming back. He's not coming back after church members. He's coming back after born-again children of God. People that have a desire to serve God. And he said, in, in, in my father's house are many mansions. And I thought about, what a house. It never hit me till, till yesterday, late yesterday evening. It never hit me. What a house that is that's got many mansions. Uh, I've never seen nothing like that. A house, he said, in father's house are many mansions. Not just one mansion. And uh, we've seen a few big old houses and some they call mansions and they two or three around in the community here that we call uh, a, a bigger houses or mansions. Amen. But he said in his house are many mansions. Man, that began to excite me. The mansion ain't nothing compared to the house of God. Amen. Amen. And then he set a little example of the house of God down here for us to worship. But he put some stipulation on it. He said, I'll be first or I won't be at all. You can play around in the world six days and then come in on Sunday and try to worship me. And he said, I won't be there. Amen. I'll be first. I'll be every day of the week, every hour. I'll be there if you want me. But he said, in my house are many mansions. And I thought in the house of the Lord there's healing. And I know, I know. Where two or three are in the midst. Well, we have to realize in, in, the, in the days that we had so many home prayer meetings and, and the days that I remember in, in Cuba, the, the people come to houses because they had no transportation and they went to the place they could walk to. Some maybe had horse and buggy, but when they come walking, they wasn't in no hurry to walk back. And I sat down and Carol Lowe's mother-in-law sat down on the bed beside of her and she told me about some old stories and mom told me about some old stories over in Round Peak where they'd walk to Ivy Green and how the kids would play along the road and have fellowship. I'm going to tell you now, we can't even shake hands with each other. We're so busy. That's why we don't have cottage prayer meetings. That's why we don't have services in church. That's why we don't have souls being saved. He said, in my father's house are many mansions. There's healing in the Father's house. There's salvation in the Father's house. Can I tell you something? There's fellowship in the Father's house. Glory to God. There's love in the Father's house. We begin to care about one another. and There's compassion in the Father's house. I thought about it, how some lately have got offended in me. And, and they go around and they're telling how, how I've hurt them and how I've offended them. But they never look back and open the book, the pages where they've offended the whole church by running away, by running away. It breaks this old preacher's heart when my children don't come to church. It breaks my heart when I don't hear from my children every now and then. It breaks my heart when I don't see your face. I'm a real pastor. I'm not much of a preacher, but I'm a real pastor. I love you, glory to God, and you my children. Amen, but we've got somewhere else to go all the time. We've got something else to do. We've got other plans. We don't have time to worship God. But the Lord Jesus Christ said, In my Father's house are many mansions. There's many things 
to look forward to in the Father's house. There's blessings on top of blessings. And uh, my Father said, I'll not withhold any good thing from you. I'll give you everything that you need, whatever you need. He said, I am. There's no house that I've ever been in where that promise was left unto me. I've never, never, you know, and it said, and somebody read it, Butch read it, I guess, maybe Larry, I don't know. I read it this morning about the, the commandment, honor is Larry, the, uh, to honor father and mother, and he said it's the first promise with, with first uh, uh, commandment with promise. And the promise is if you honor mom and daddy, your days will be long on earth. But there's been many, many promises after this in our father's house. And I thought about how the Father's house has dwindled away as we can see it with our natural eye. If, if Low Gap could see that this church was on fire, glory to God, there'd be some that come that's laying in bed this morning. Amen. We're all lazy. We've all thought about quitting. We've all thought about throwing in the towel. But I thought how sad it is when our laws and rules and regulations uh, are working out till a man come to the door and want to get into the house of God and the little officer stand there and said, oh, you can't come in. What's the problem? You can't come in. That's all I know is you can't come in. I thought this could be a very well coming to Mount Vernon Church. Hey, man, if they'll check you at the door and say, you can't come in. You can't come in. I'm glad God has had an open door all of my lifetime, all I've ever read about. It's an open door that I can come into my Father's house, that I can come in and worship God in spirit and in truth. Larry said, what an honor it is to be a father. Can you imagine the honor with Jesus Christ and Almighty God, the honor that they get when their children please them, when their children fill up the house that God provided for us when, when the children read God's word and children love one another and the children care about one another we're just talking about the, the officers what a discouraging time honey I've never seen pastors as beat down and discouraged as they are today because seemingly there's just a lot, a lot that you can do to satisfy people anymore but the word of God will separate us honey the Word of God will clean us up. He said, in my Father's house. And I don't know what about you all, but in my Father's house are many mansions. There's many rooms that I can go into in my Father's house. Honey, I'm not tied down in just a little wad that I can't reach out and do anything. There's many rooms in, in my Father's house. I can go visiting, glory to God. I believe there's a room where I can go sit down and eat. And then when I'm discouraged, glory to God, I believe there's a room in my Father's house, amen, where I can get healing and get comfort. Amen, I might be discouraged and out of heart and oppressed, brother, but there's a room I can go into where somebody will hug me, where somebody will take care of me. And honey, this is through the eyes of the vision that I have of it. In my Father's house are many mansions, amen, that I can go in. There might just be a doctor sitting there, amen, uh, glory to God that'll give me exactly what I need. Uh, uh, somebody might give me a smile, and I ain't had a smile all day. Uh, these things that you can go into, and I'm talking about uh, right here, honey, that we can be uh, into these rooms that God has got in his house. There's things in his house that we, there's a shout in the house of God. There's some peace in the house of God. Honey, when it looks like everything has fell apart, uh, I just talked to my sister there this morning, uh, and soon next month I'll be 
be a year since she's lost her husband, but I'm glad, glory to God, there's enough peace till you can make it through. I, the sorrow and the agony is still there, but we've got a promise that we can see him on the other side. And he told Peter, said, you can't come right now, but you can come here after. You can come on down the road just a little bit later. Jesus said, I believe Jesus said, what I, whatever you need, I am. I am. Amen. And you're going to think this is two different scriptures, but let's go over to Luke. Luke chapter 8. Fourth verse, eighth chapter. I'm preaching only in my father's house. And when much people were gathered together, and were come to him out of every city, he spake by a parable. And a sower went out, sowed seed, and everybody's heard this. And a sower went out to sow seed, and as he sowed, some fell by the wayside. And it was trodden down, and the fowls of the air devoured it. Some fell upon a rock, and as soon as it was sprung up, it withered away because it lacked moisture. And some fell upon among thorns, and the thorns sprang up with it and choked it. And others fell on good ground. And sprang up and bare fruit a hundredfold. And when he had said these things, the Lord, he cried out, He that hath an ear to hear, let him hear. I say it every Sunday, the seven churches of Asia Minor. The Bible said, He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. I'm preaching on in my father's house or many mansions. I'm preaching on there's there's spirit of God in the father's house. There's understanding in the father's house. And let's look why here he said, and he said, and his disciples asked him in the ninth verse saying, what might this parable be? And he said unto you, unto you it is given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God, but to others the parables that seeing they might not see and hearing they might not understand. And I thought the 12 disciples there, he said, the mystery you understand, the mystery of the kingdom of God you understand. But they still ask him about it. It's for you to understand. But he said there's some out there, and I believe sometimes we try to get so deep in the word that we don't even understand it ourselves. I believe we try to get in and, and leave off a simple message, amen, that there's somebody out there that still needs to understand about the parable of the seed sower. And he said they don't understand, so this is why I'm bringing a parable. So the Lord knows there's going to be a little boy named Bill, amen, that didn't have much understanding, didn't have much, much knowledge at all, amen, and he wanted to give me a parable that I could understand what sowing the seed meant. I can understand it. The Bible said on down there that the Word, the Word is the seed that was sown. Amen. So that's what they were sowing.
and he said, and when, and he said unto you, it is given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God, but to others in parables that seeing they might see and hearing they might at seeing they might not see and hearing they might not understand. And I've never seen a time today when the understanding of God's word is as little as it is today. I've never understood. If we don't understand that we have been faithful and true to the house of God is part of the Word of God, then we have no understanding of the rest of the Bible. We think we're beating in on God. We can go to when we want to go, play where we want to go, do what we want to do, and still come back, and God is so great and so good that He'll take us right back into His arms and love us up and cuddle us up. That ain't what the Word of God said. Amen. He preaches to us all through the Bible, amen, that our pleasures ain't going to get us there. The things that we want to do ain't going to get us there. And I told you, honey, uh, before, glory to God, there's many times I've preached the gospel when I really didn't want to preach it, but I'm afraid not to obey God. I know my God has the death angel watching over me, amen, and he can turn it loose and I'd be gone. By the way, let me tell you something. It hit me this morning, amen, two years ago today, I died with a massive heart attack. And God told me just as plain as day, he said, you can go to the doctor and get help and finish your work, or you can come on home. This is two years today God has left me in a work for the glory of God. Why should I get discouraged and depressed? Why should it bother me when they call me and leave me a bad message? Why should I, when I visit a friend and they've another one has beat me down, why should I get discouraged? God left me here. I could have been basking in the sunlight of Jesus in some of them mansions in glory, honey. But he left me here to do a work. There's somebody listening to the word of God. It ain't a falling on deaf ears everywhere. The word of God is still alive. You don't get saved and then go on and do what you want to do. You pick up your cross daily and follow the Lord. I'm going to tell you something. You don't love one neighbor and beat another neighbor down. You don't lift this one up and beat that one down. I'm going to tell you the ground is level at the foot of the cross. There's people you can deal with and get along easier, honey. But we're a respectful person. We don't care about what God wants as long as we get our way. Amen. And we're mad at Bill if he mentions Baal. But Bill wants to keep you out of hell. Bill would love to keep your light shining. I believe church is more important than any place I've ever been on earth. And when I saw those that the guards were standing and they couldn't, couldn't come in, and I watched them turn away with a broken heart, I don't know what paperwork, I don't know what caused it all, but I know the author of it is Satan. Amen. Satan don't keep you out of the house of God. And I know the boys, they're not in there for singing in the church choir, but do they not have reserved the right to worship God and to sing amazing grace of God? Have we come to the place, the Bible, the, the prison ministry, the preaching of the word used to be the highlight of the jail and the prisons. Not anymore. Not anymore. It used to be the highlight of the community. I thought, I think I've seen this on Facebook, Grand Peak, Grand Peak Primitive Baptist Church, and I've done a couple of funerals over there. They're still trying to have service once a month, and 
The old pastor, one of the old pastors, Colson, I knew him, dealt with him some in the plumbing business. But I thought, an old church sitting out in the country, amen, and it's got good pews, a good place to go worship God, amen, and they have service once a month, and then some thief comes by and steals the wine and the copper from the air conditioning to do everything else they can to shut it down. That's the thief. But how about that thief sitting up there making the laws and the rules that's shutting off the house of God? How, how can we say how much longer are we going to be free to worship here? Well, I remember I remember preaching with a, with a two-foot, little two-foot fluorescent light, the only light in the house. And I remember a little table didn't even have a pulpit. Can I tell you something? I didn't have a pulpit Friday over in prison. They used to set us up pulpits and had a table turned up. If they fixed it, I preached off the trash can one time. I couldn't even find a trash can to lay my Bible on. Amen. That, that's how far away from serving God we've got. I'm going to tell you, if I was in there, I believe I can break some laws, fix a place for the preach word of God. Come on, church. It's coming to our churches. Go around and look. These little churches sitting with 15 and 20, and they can't get along. Amen. Because our feelings are on our shoulders. Another's trying to save gas. Amen. Ain't it sad where we're at today? Sad where we're at today. Let's read what the Word of God said. Eleventh verse. And the parable is this. The seed is the Word of God. Those by the wayside are they that hear. Then cometh the devil... And taketh away the word out of their mouth, out of their hearts, lest they should believe and be saved. That twelfth verse. Those by the wayside are they which hear. Then cometh the devil and taketh away the word out of their heart, lest they should believe and be saved. Do we not understand what this is? Do we not see this with our own eyes? Do we not see... I'm coming into Mount Vernon Church. Do we not see they used to have tent revivals and people would get saved everywhere and they had a creek full? I look back on uh, five years ago baptizing on Father's Day. Amen. I look, can I tell you some of them ain't here? Some of them have been drawn away. The devil come and took the, uh, their heart over and took them and then they'll stand up and tell you it don't matter what you do, you're saved. Honey, you make a profession of faith, and the Bible said that you believe, and then the devil comes along and steals. He steals it right out of your heart because you got aggravated in church. You don't want to get out of bed because you're too sorry to get up and carry the cross every day. It's a little bit of a load to carry the Word of God. But glory to God, and the first thing we know then, the cares of this world will reach out and get us. I'm talking about, glory to God, in my Father's house are many mansions. There's protection in the Father's house today. Honey, if we'll stay in the Word of God and read the Word of God and understand the Word of God, honey, and not forget what the Word of God said. Let me read again. Those by the wayside are they that hear. Then cometh the devil, taketh away the Word out of their heart, lest they should be 
leave and be saved. Can I tell you something? The devil, they're under conviction. They're just ready to make a profession and to follow the Lord. If they ain't awful careful, I've seen it happen. Some preacher, and he done it to me. A preacher come up, and he's dead now, trying to drag me to the altar, trying to tell me I was saved, trying to tell me I was the sinner, I was the drunk. I needed to get saved by myself. But we're so anxious to make church members. Hello? We're so anxious to fill up the pews that we're bringing sinners in and making them think they're saved, amen, and they don't have it in their heart. They believe they've walked just a little while, but honey, the devil stole it away before they got the full salvation of God. I didn't get saved the first time I heard the word. You probably didn't either. <laughs> Hello? And they on the rock are they which when they hear receive the word. When they hear receive the word with joy. And these have no root which for a while believe and in time of temptation fall away. What does the word of God say? It tells me you can fall away. Tells me you need to endure. Tells me you need to finish. But they own the rock, which when they receive the word with joy, and these have no root, which for a while believe, and in time of temptation fall away. So they have joy, but they don't have no root. Can I tell you, when a newborn baby, little Sally Ann, Mama has to cherish her, take care of her, her every need. When we're first born into the family of God, we're naive. We, I mean, we can fall away. And, and if we see the wrong example, there's something required of us. We don't need a bipolar preacher, honey, up today and down tomorrow. We need somebody that's up, somebody that's alive, somebody that's encouraged by the Word of God. I see old age is disencouraging me. I remember John Castillo used to say that, disencouraged. I like that. <laughs> if we ain't awful careful, we'll get <laughs> disencouraged. Discouraged, all right? We'll get out of heart. Why ain't the church full today? Well, it'd been so easy. I couldn't go to Daddy's, but I could have went to somebody else's church and sat down. Hello? And I'd have been recognized, they'd call me out as a visitor. And my, my, uh, the fellow I went with would be so happy that I come with him. Get what I'm saying today. We're looking for attention not to serve God. We're looking for a way to get through, to get by. Ain't that what's happening on our jobs today? You fellows are trying to be boss men and run jobs. Ain't that what we're trying to do today is just get by. You can't find hardly anybody that's obligated, willing to do the work. They want the money. They want the benefits. But they don't want to be on time. So they fell on the rock and they have no root. I looked at a persimmon tree up there. When the wind come through, I looked at a persimmon tree, and I'd never noticed it. The tree always had 
green leaves. The tree looked good, and it bore persimmons every year. It wasn't in my yard. It was in another yard, but it, it always looked good. But the wind caught it and took it down. This is what the Bible's saying. It ended up, and I looked, and there was a little strip around the outside where it split. There's all that was alive and holding it up. And all of this part had done rotted. It had been bruised or hit some time or other. But I didn't notice that. I looked at the pretty leaves. But it was bruised, and when the storms and the troubles of this life hit, it broke off, and it fell down. And where it's at now, it won't bear no fruit. That's what the Bible's saying. It ain't got no root. It's broke off from the root. The stem is broke off. Can I tell you one Christian right after another? I can't believe. It's just hard to believe that God has kept you for 10 years and you go right back into the world. I can't hardly believe. I just I don't want to understand it. But it's true, neighbor. The Word of God said they don't have no root. And I don't know the length of time, Oscar, but I've looked at this persimmon tree for many years. Janice's daddy used to live there. And I've looked at that persimmon tree, and it's been there for a long, long time. But I never noticed the rottenness in the bottom of it. But where the rottenness was was a weak spot. And what is the rottenness? Sin. It separates you from the root. And it never pulled the roots up. The roots are still right there. And it'll probably a little sprout come up somewhere. I won't live long enough to see another tree. But that tree is done. He won't have no simmons this year. Persimmon. He won't have none this year. Because it's broke off from the root. Can I tell you why the churches ain't bearing no fruit? They're afraid they're going to hurt somebody's feelings. I ain't going to Mount Vernon no more because Bill Sperling will hurt your feelings. He'll make you mad. And I'm going to find me somewhere where they don't aggravate me. Good luck. Good luck, honey. They own the rock, of which when they hear receive the word with joy, and these have no root, which for a while believe, and in time of temptation fall away. And that which fell among thorns are they. They have heard go forth and are choked with the cares and riches and pleasure of this life and bring no fruit to perfection. So what, what I'm saying, today I cannot go sit on the bar stools. Most of them are closed. But I can go sit on the bar stools that I one time sit on. I can't go to the dance hall that I one time danced in. I can't go to this junk, the places that I one time played around with. I can't go sit around at the harlot's house and think that I can get by. I can't fool around and miss church to go do my pleasure and still think I'm going to have the Spirit of God. It's time there come a separation, amen, between the world and the church. He said, in my house are many matches. In the world is tribulation. In the world is trouble. 
it's breakdown, it's heartache. Let me read what it says over here. Mark, I like this one. Mark 4 and 19. And the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches and the lust of other things entering in choke the word and it becomes unfruitful. It chokes the word and becomes unfruitful. So how many has made a profession of faith, went down the creek to be baptized, amen, and, and their work has become unfruitful? How many of you can't get into the house of God today? And you talk to some of them and they say, I know. Bush talked about a fella, and there's hundreds of them out there. But this one come to my mind, I visited him last week or last two weeks. I visited with him, but he said, me and the wife don't quarrel, and I'm not going to church to quarrel. So you can't get them into church to save your life. You can't get them there. I believe we'll do anything in the world for me, but they're not going to come to church. I remember in Hugo, and I could take you just about to the spot, and I was cutting trees up in Allegheny County. Y'all have heard this, but the fellow from Pleasant Home Church out there, he said, I went there 40 years ago, and he went into the details of explaining. At that time, I was helping him a little bit up there at that church. He went into details why I don't go there no more. I said, hold it. I'm pretty sure all of those folks are dead. I don't believe there's none of them that's out there that you're talking about that caused you all this trouble. He said, just pile that stuff over yonder and get it out of the road. And he left me. So we can, the imagination of a man's heart is always evil. We can remember that bad stuff that happened. But can you remember when the Spirit of God moved on you and saved your soul? Can you remember the little boost when you had everything you could carry? It just seemed like there wasn't no way to carry it all. But you was in your father's house, and, and we're two or three gathered. It might have been a cottage prayer meeting. Amen. But in our father's house, wherever it is, the Spirit of God moved and took care of your problem. I remember laying in the floor crying and hadn't heard for two weeks. Had no idea where my son was. And God spoke to me right along here somewhere in revival, laying in the floor begging God. And he said, he's in trouble, but he's alive. He's all right. That's good news from a far country. If we die in our sin, hell's our home. Satan has tried to blind us from that. The preachers have tried to dodge that. But if we die in our sin, hell's our home. But I joined the church, and I was baptized in Little River, and I was baptized in the Jordan, and way back yonder, 95. Amen. Maybe baptized again down here in Fish River. I don't know. Is that going to get the job done? Is my name written in the Lamb's Book of Life? Or have I let the cares of this world? I'd like to tell you something today. The cares of this world will eat you alive. The things of this world will take you to a place you never dreamed you'd go.
And he said, That which fell among thorns are they which, when they heard the word, have heard, go forth and are choked with cares and riches and pleasures. That's three separate things. With cares and riches and pleasures of this life and bring no fruit to perfection. I'm going to tell you when we're going to have to start bearing our first fruit is being faithful to the house of God. And then we can start seeing some more fruit being bared. We can see more, more apples on our trees. We can see more things happening. But that on the good ground are they which in an honest and good heart, having heard the word, keep it and bring forth fruit with patience. Do you know anybody with patience anymore? I've always had patience and they're getting shorter and shorter. Shorter and shorter. But they, but that on the good ground are they which in an honest and good heart, having heard the word, keep it. So how simple is that? To be in his house and to hear his word and to keep it. thought about and I've not raised a garden in a long time. May have to. But the briars, if you don't do something, they spray a lot now. If they didn't spray, the broom straw would take over the wheat. There wouldn't be no hay. It'd be broom straw. If it ain't took care of, if a garden ain't taken care of, if it ain't plowed, been simple. It ain't seem like it went nowhere. But I'm going to tell you, somebody's got to sow some seed. Somebody's got to tell the truth. I, th I thought, before Corona, Bush knows I'm telling you the truth, they gave us an hour and then it went to an hour and a half. And they were some of the inmates wanting to be lay speakers and they were even getting aggravated at each other. They wanted to speak. That you couldn't hardly get them to hush singing and you had to run them out I had five men I couldn't get one to sing couldn't get one to open up the service I couldn't get one to do anything I told them what I'd do I said I don't sing but I'm going to take the whole service and I'm going to preach I'm going to preach and I'm not going back in the pod with you. You go back in the pod and see if you can't stir up somebody. If the cares of this world can shut them down in prison, how about the cares of this world out here where we're at? I thought one of mine wanted to go to a concert somewhere last night. That was baptized on Father's Day five years ago. That breaks my heart. How many hundreds have we seen come through here that ain't here no more? 
Somebody's being deceived. If y'all think I'm that far off in the left field, you need to get rid of me. But our hearts ain't right with God. All it takes is Father's Day and we're gone every direction. Mother's Day and brr, we're gone. Here comes Christmas and New Year and Thanksgiving. And I had Christmas without God. I had a bottle of liquor. But in my father's house, or many mansions. Can you imagine how big that house is that holds many mansions? I probably read that a hundred times and heard it quoted a hundred times, but I just never realized the size of my father's house. Sitting reading, sitting reading Luke. Lord, what am I going to preach? Which way am I going? In my Father's house. I love you. Get a song.